Podcast City Network. Listening to the Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, guys? I was hoping to come to you live after the end of the White Sox Astros game with good news, hoping that the Astros had clinched the ALDS and were on the way to their fifth straight consecutive ALCS appearance. But that's not the case tonight because, uh, as it currently sits right now, the uh, game is heading into the top of the ninth. The Astros are trailing 9-6. to six. It has been a game that has been a whirlwind of what the hell was that. MLB, you have a problem. And it's not... Anything that actually it is it. Yeah, you know what? Your umpire crews suck. I'm just gonna be that blunt, that honest right now because I really think that MLB needs to take a look at everything that these umpires are doing. Um, I'm gonna kind of dive into that here in just a second because there are a lot of things in this game that should have been called strikes that should have been called strikeouts that should have been called interference you can guess you can call it like that but things were missed and that's the frustrating part about this because this was a game that with uh, if these situations had not taken place we might be talking about a completely different ball game and both teams were very, I mean, if you watch the beginning of the game, you can tell that the White Sox fans, it was a very rowdy house. I mean, this is the first time that they have had or even hosted a postseason appearance since since 2008. So the fans were amped up. The game was exciting. The Astros were up two games to one, or excuse me, two games to none. And you can definitely feel this was obviously this was a must win for the White Sox. Of course, I mean that's you're down two games to none. Yes, it needs to. They need to win. And but from the get go, it looked like the Astros were just going to already be behind because the umpiring, especially crew chief and home plate umpire Tom Hallion, did a very piss poor job right out of the gate he was calling balls that were clearly strikes up in the zone 
that were clearly strikes in, inside in the middle of the zone. He was calling them balls for the White Sox. Now, I'm not trying to sound like I'm being biased because, yes, my fandom does. I, I am an Astros fan. I will. I have admitted that very openly. But still be honest and, and still call a fair game. And that's exactly what did not happen tonight. There was very, very many times that this game could have been uh, a difference maker. Uh, yes, a close call on the outside, you know, whatever it might be. But if you're going to be calling a ball that is clearly a ball, a strike, you need to you need to balance that out. You need to call out for the other teams as well. That wasn't happening tonight. A lot of blown calls. Very, very, very terrible. And I really, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because this is a game that is supposed to be very pure. It's supposed to be very fun. And that's not the case tonight. At least it, it didn't feel like to me. It was things that I really wish, you know, MLB is really going to have to go back to the rule book and try to figure out how to uh, make it better. You know, kind of, I know there's a lot of things that may not come up in several seasons and all of a sudden, boom, what if? Yeah, it's, I get that. I understand that. That happens. But I know you can't prepare for it, but it's one of those things. If something happens, you need to just uh, rule with the, the the best intention, you know. But let's let's kind of jump into the game real quick because, uh, as it clearly sits, it's still uh, still nine to six White Sox. It's in the bottom of the eighth right now. So, but the White Sox got on the board early in the, in the bottom of the first on the Eloy Jimenez uh, single to center, which brought in Tim Anderson. So the White Sox were quickly up one to nothing. Luis Garcia was on the mound for the Astros, and he was, for the most part, there were some other calls too on the Astros side that I will get into him in just a second. But Luis Garcia looked uh, a little shaken up. I mean, he was still, uh, he got out of the innings that he needed to give up. He just gave up just the one run there in the bottom of the first. But uh, going into the top of the second, Kyle Tucker doubled which brought in uh, Carlos Correa and Jordan Alvarez, which the Astros took the lead. It was then 2-1 to one in the bottom, also in the top of the second as well. Jake Myers single to left, which brought in Kyle Tucker. So the Astros were already up 3-1 to one going into uh, the third inning. So then going into that top of the third inning, Kyle Tucker homered to left. On a two-run homer, which brought in Carlos Correa, the Astros are already up 5-1. to one. The wind, the, the atmosphere there at Guaranteed Rate Field was completely taken out. The fans that were in and that they were in the game and in tune, I mean, all of that momentum was just sucked out. And it was great to see because, you know, that's what we wanted as far as the Astros. We wanted them to continue that hot streak. This is an offense that once it gets going, it gets it, it runs start to pile up one after the other. And so it was exciting. We were, hey, we had already knocked out Dylan Cease, who was a starting pitcher for the Chicago White Sox, one and two thirds innings. That was it. Which is, you know, this bullpen for the Chicago White Sox, excuse me, is, is a very good bullpen. I mean, especially at the back end, you've got um, 
gosh, I forgot their names now. That's bad. Wow. Uh, Liam Hendricks and um, uh, Craig Kimbrell. There we go. So the back end of this bullpen is very good for the White Sox. So you need to get this lead. You need to maintain this lead if you're the Astros because you if you get to a point where the White Sox take the lead and then, then they get to the back of this, with this bullpen, that's it. Lights out. Game over. See you tomorrow. And so how it felt was that's where it was going. The Astros had got to their, their bullpen early, maintained the lead. All, that's all you had to do, just maintain the lead. But that didn't seem to happen because in the bottom of the third, Garcia is still in the game for the Astros. He's facing Yasmani Grandal. He's Grandal is ahead in the count. Uh, 2-0. Dusty Baker comes out and pulls. He pulls. He takes Luis Garcia out of the game. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you take him out of the game? He's he is just he's down 2-0. Okay. Let the man finish pitching to Grandal. So what happens? He brings in Yimi Garcia, who's already going to be down. <laughs> He's already at a disadvantage already because he's already down two uh, two two balls, no strikes to Grandal. And what happens? Grandal hits a homer to left, two run homer. Brought in Luis Roberts. So now the White Sox are down five to three in the game. It's still in the bottom of the third inning. Garcia for the White Sox homers to center, three run homer. Brings in Johan Mancata and Gavin Sheets. And next thing you know, the score is six to five White Sox. So this is where things kind of start to get a little bit crazy in this game. Because like I mentioned, the umpiring crew sucked. I'm sorry. There were some poor, poor uh, balls and strikes that were called. I It's crap. Crap. But anyways, going in back into the top of the fourth, Alex Bregman scored on a single, which brought in Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley. So the game, so the game is now tied six six. So uh, this is where everything starts to unravel. It's in the bottom of the fourth. So Jose Abreu singled in the center, which brought in Tim Anderson. Luis Robert goes to third. Okay, so it's now seven to six White Sox. And actually, the White Sox just got another another run. So it's now 10 to 6, still in the bottom of the eighth. So that was uh on an Andrew Vaughn double. Uh, he brings in Johan Mancata, Mancata, excuse me. And so now the White Sox extend their lead 10 to 6. So that's that. But anyways, uh so the score is now is in the in the bottom of the fourth. It's seven to six White Sox. So is money Grandel is at the plate. He grounds to Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel, since there's a runner on third, throws home. When he's throwing home, Grandal decides to take a very extended route to first. Now, if you've seen a baseball field, Okay, from home to first, there is this path, right? 
You know, that's the base path. That's the route you're supposed to take. Grandal decides to go out of that base path into and close as the direction of the pitcher's mound is where he's kind of directed, but he's still running towards first. So he's kind of like, you know, not really running that straight line. He's kind of like curving it a little bit. It's a little bit of curve. So as he's running to first on his curved angular motion back towards the base path, Guriel picks up the ball and wants to throw to home because obviously he's trying to prevent the runner from scoring because they are they are already down a run. They don't want to allow more runs. The ball that is thrown by Guriel hits Grandal. And Martin Maldonado is unable to fill that ball because it's it ricochets off Grandel and goes towards the backstop, which allows Robert to score, which sent Jose Abreu to second. Then on the throwing air, which they ruled in an error on, on Guriel, which is not his fault. It's so stupid. But anyways, uh, Jose Abreu goes to third. Grandal's safe at first. Next thing you know, we've got this big old discussion. Dusty Baker comes out and wants a ruling. Apparently, it is deemed that it's a judgment call by the umpire. So this is kind of out of the rule book here. So if any member of the batting team, including coaches, interferes with the fielder's right of way to field a batted ball, the batter shall be declared out. If any member of the batting team, including the coaches, interferes with the fielder's right of field away to field a thrown ball, the runner whom the play was being made shall be ruled out. In both cases, the ball will be declared dead and all runners must return to their last legally occupied base at the time of the interference. This is the fielder's right away. So that wasn't the case. The umpires made a judgment call. Next thing you know, everybody is safe. And the game gets out of hand after that. So that's where that went. And it was a very bad call. Very bad call. I know that the umpires had a judgment, but I mean, come on. If you're you're a runner that is trying to make it from second to third on a fielded play and the ball hits you, what is that? Are you safe or are you out now? Because clearly this is not, uh, this doesn't apply. Now, I'm not uh, an aficionado of the MLB rule book, so I don't know a whole lot. To, uh, oh, now there's another, another run. So it's now 11 to 6. The Astros are losing to the White Sox in the bottom of the eighth. But anyways, like I said, I'm not um, you know, fluent in the MLB rule book. Um, there's obviously things that need to be changed in the way of how this is. Uh, this definitely will be re- rewritten. There will be amendments made to this rule book. But this is just, I mean, come on. This is a game. This is a very pivotal game here. This is a very pivotal series. And everything that you're going to do is going to be scrutinized to the point where it could be a turning point. It, it could be, it could cost. Now the Astros will be down. We'll still be up two games to one. They still have an opportunity to clinch it tomorrow, which is in a day game, which is you know, 
I mean, the Rays lost today as well. But, but anyways, I mean, this is just frustrating. The fact that these guys can't seem to get calls correct. And this is where MLB has a problem because either they're not educating their umpires enough or they're giving them too much leniency, which means they are, are they are allowing them to make calls based on what they want. And if that's the case, then, you know, we need some more education up for these, for these umpires. So I really think that MLB is going to have to take a long, hard look. I have a feeling there's going to be something on this tomorrow. And if I feel like I'm correct, they're going to say that they, it was, uh, the raw, the, the call that was made was the incorrect call. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen come Monday. It's just frustrating. You know, it, it's just very frustrating that, um, you know, we, we can't even have an honest series because our, uh, because of the umpires, you know, the, the umpires and we did it. And we saw it in, uh, in the Boston Red Sox game between Tampa Bay Rays when uh, Randy Rosarina is running around, uh, first trying to make a play for second and he's uh, interfered with with Kyle Schwarber and they collide you know I mean I don't remember what the call was I didn't catch the entire game but I mean there, there's that instance as well you know um, yeah I agree I agree 100% we had a lot of bad calls in this game yes yes thank you for your comment secret TDR a lot of bad calls in this game tonight. It was a, a terrible, very terrible. I mean, it was very head scratching. And I know I'm just rambling on here, but I'm pissed. I'm frustrated. I really am because it's been the ongoing issue all season long with these umpires. I I, I get it. There's. It is the most thankless job in Major League Baseball because you you either get it right or you get it wrong. And sometimes you get praised and you get uh, patted on the back and say, hey, great game. You called a great game. And a lot of times it's like you get guys like Angel Hernandez behind the plate. This guy, uh, What's his name again? Uh, Tom Hallion. Yeah. You know, guys like this that uh, don't call correctly. And I know it's kind of hard to pick up on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. But, I mean, maybe it's time for robo-umps. Yeah. I'm going to leave it right there. Robo-umps. It's coming. Watch. It, it, It will come. So, but that's my frustrations. I'm I'm frustrated because yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I remember this type of situation with the Grandall. I'll close with this, but in 2019, the World Series, there was a play where a runner uh left the base path, came back into the base path and interfered with uh, uh it was a Nationals player, actually. I don't remember who it was, maybe he's no, it wasn't Howie Kendrick, but it was interfered with uh, Yuli Gurriel and he couldn't catch the ball. The ball went into the outfield. It was game seven. 
I think it's no it's game six, maybe. I don't remember. It's been long, so long ago. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it changed the outcome of the World Series. This play here tonight changed the outcome of this game. And I think Major League Baseball is going to be reviewing it. So come tomorrow. But uh, but yeah, right now I was hoping to, like I said, I was hoping to come to you live and hope that the Astros were headed to the American League Championship Series for the fifth consecutive year. But it looks like that's going to be on hold until tomorrow, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, game four tomorrow, it's going to be an afternoon game, about 3.37, I think it's the time, central time. So, but uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Frustrated, but you know what? Tomorrow's a new day and another opportunity for the Astros to clinch that uh, division. So, but uh, that's it for this episode. Remember, you can call into the show if you have any questions at any time. That number is 210-263-3253. Or, of course, you can always, always leave me a voicemail or email whatever, drop me a DM. Hey, I just asked for a voicemail, but anyways, blah, blah. Anyways, but remember, you can always follow the show at Ripcorn Show on Twitter. And of course, the show is part of the Podcast City Network. You can head over to podcastcity.net to check out all the amazing podcasts on there. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Take care. <laughs>